building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Okay, hi, Giant Builders. I welcome you back. Um, my next guest is a memory specialist. Her name is Rena Dukowski. And I actually met her on Facebook. So um, it was one of those points where people were sharing what they were doing and her post really attracted my attention. So please welcome her. Welcome. How are you today? Hi, thank you so much. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Well, I'm very interested in what you do because you are a memory coach. And so tell me, how did you get into the memory coaching? Yeah, so I'm a geriatric social worker. And um, how I got into that will help explain how I got into the memory coaching. <laughs> so when I was a teenager and all my friends went to camp, I went to the nursing home to volunteer. And I loved it. I danced and I sang and I did activities with the seniors. And I just, it was like such a passion. It became my passion. So when I had to go to college and I was like, okay, what degree do we go for? Well, I became a geriatric social worker. And then I moved to Israel and I took a course in Hebrew, actually, about memory. It was an 18-hour course in Hebrew, which was a challenge at the time. This was many years ago. Um, all about memory from a cognitive psychologist. And I was just fascinated. You know, I had worked a lot with dementia patients in those nursing homes. And then in my first job as a, the head of an Alzheimer's unit in an assisted living facility. So I was so fascinated by how memory worked and when it doesn't work and why it doesn't work. And is there anything you can do about it? And um, so I actually, after that first course, I then started lecturing on memory based on that original course that I taken for places that I worked. And then I developed my own course. I read a lot. I read the memory books. I spoke to doctors. I spoke to neurologists. I interviewed people and I put together my own course in English. So now I teach online memory improvement courses and I work one-on-one -on -one with people with dementia because the one-on-one -on -one is better if someone has the diagnosis. Um, and I really teach really practical, helpful techniques and, you know, that part of research that's so fascinating about what can we do to help prevent dementia. And, um, you know, from 20 years ago, when I started in the field to now, there's a lot of very hopeful, empowering, positive research about this. I think that's one of the couple of words that kind of scare us, you know, dementia. Yes cancer, <laughs> some of the yeah, hot yeah. words that are scary to us. Yeah, a lot of fear. And especially if someone's caring with a, for a parent or a grandparent that has or had dementia, they're so afraid that they're going to end up like that. And also, they believe that if it's, an, it's genetic, which there is a genetic component to it, like most diseases. But I'll just tell you, the prevailing research is that you can pretty much beat the genetics with lifestyle factors. So if you can prevent, treat, and control the lifestyle factors that contribute or the risk factors that contribute to dementia, then you could prevent, treat the dementia. So although there's no treatment for it, um, there are about 11 risk factors. And if we can get rid of those risk factors, we're seriously lowering our risk for getting it. So that's the good news. Well, that is good news. So yeah. what are some of your favorite memory tips or hacks? Yeah. So, um, okay. I love this one because it really, really helps. So one of the common universal issues I hear a lot are, I can't remember where I put my keys, my glasses, my phone, 
And people think it's a memory problem, but the good news is that it's not. It's a focus and attention problem. I lose my keys because I wasn't even paying attention to where I dropped them, right? My hand drops them. My brain is in Honolulu. So it's really, so I start with four techniques for focus. So the good news is that if you can't find your stuff, it's not because you can't remember where you put it. You didn't pay attention to it in the first place. So to help that, I'm going to give you two techniques. I'm going to give you two of the four right now. The first one is um, stop multitasking. So, so often we're dropping those keys down. We're putting our phone down. We're taking off our glasses and our mind is in a hundred other places. What am I making for supper? Who do I have to call? Or I forgot to email that person. Oh, my phone's ringing. We're, we live in such a distracted world, whether it's internal distractions, our thoughts or the external distractions. And um, it really messes us up because we can't remember where we put anything because we're not paying attention because well, we're multitasking. Multitasking, I think, is part of it happens when you give birth, doesn't it? I mean, that just becomes part of a woman's inheritance, right? <laughs> well, that's what we think. And we used to think that um, it's a good thing. We used to think that it makes me more productive if I could do 10 things at once. But now we know that it just trips up the brain. And as we get older, it gets more, it does get more difficult to pay attention to more than one thing at a time. So we really have to stop that multitasking because it's not good for our brain. It just trips us up. It makes us less creative. In fact, this is interesting. Uh, multitasking temporarily lowers our IQ by 15 points temporarily. So we really want to stop multitasking um, because it just, it, it, it makes us so distracted and we're really not focused on what we're doing. That awareness alone is so helpful to people because the next time you forget where you put something, stop and say to yourself, did I forget or did I not even register, pay attention or encode, encode the memory properly? you'll realize that most probably you didn't pay attention and then you'll feel a little calmer knowing that it's not your memory. The second technique is use your senses. The more senses you use to encode the memory, the stronger it is there and that you can encode it, you can recall it more easily. By the way, encode means to get it from short-term memory to long-term memory. So if you encode it well by using your senses, then you can recall it when you want it. So it looks like this. Instead of throwing your keys down while you're on the phone and while you're talking to your kid and while you're opening your mail, so you're going to stop doing all those things at once. And you're going to put your keys down and say, I just put my keys on the coffee table. And you're going to hear the clink. So you're listening. You're watching your hand drop your keys. You're watching. So you're using visual, auditory, and you're saying out loud, I put my keys on the coffee table. That is so helpful because in an hour or two hours, you go, where are my keys? Oh yeah, I heard myself say I put them on the coffee table. And the same thing with turning off the stove and taking your medicine and locking your door. Say it out loud. I now locked my door. That will take care of all that self-doubt. Did I lock my door? Did I not lock my door? Did I lock my door? Did I lock not? And the anxiety that comes along with not remembering. So if you just say out loud, I now locked my door and you watch your hand when you lock your door, you watch, you look at the key. You feel the key. You're using your senses. It takes two seconds, three seconds. But all that, when you, an hour later, two hours later, you say, did I lock my door? Yes, I heard myself say out loud. I remember feeling the key. I remember watching my hand lock the door. It really works. That is great. And what, you yeah. know, it really is easy, but. It's uh, so easy. How do you know if your memory loss is a normal or not normal type of thing, or what would be normal? 
Okay. So that's a good question. And often people come to me and say, you know, this and this is happening to me and I don't know if it's normal or not. So I actually have a free PDF checklist that I give anyone that joins my email list. And I'll, I'll go over some of that now. I'll tell you. But basically, if anyone wants to get on my email list, um, it's renayudkowski.com is my website. You can join my email list and you'll automatically get this free checklist that I'm about to tell you about. So it's renayudkowski.com. We can, you can drop that in the comments or whatever um, afterwards. So here's, here's like the underlying principle of how you know whether it's normal or not. If it's interfering with your daily life and your daily functioning, then it becomes abnormal. So it's normal to misplace our keys, misplace our phone, not remember if I took my medicine a few days ago or even today, you know, once. But how pervasive is it? Is this happening 10 times a day? If 10 times a day you can't find your keys or you can't find anything and you don't know and you forgot your appointments, if it's pervasive and it's happening to the point where you're not functioning, that's not normal. So once in a while to forget something, okay. If it's happening many times a day, then it's not normal. Or also, it's normal to forget um, like part of an experience or event, but not the whole thing. So for example, um, it's normal if to forget, you know, who did I meet at the wedding three weeks ago? I can't remember her name. Well, I usually can, but <laughs> let's say you might not remember her name, but you remember that you went to the wedding. But if you can't even remember the whole event, like you can't even remember that you went to the wedding, that's already not normal. Another example you know, sometimes we daydream, we're driving, we daydream and we miss the exit. That's normal once in a while. But if you don't know which exit to take or you can't find your way home, that's already not, you know, that's already abnormal. Or if you can't um, follow instructions, uh, you're not oriented to time and place. Those are abnormal um, symptoms. So it's always good to if you're worried about yourself or loved one to either contact me, I do memory assessments or go to a local neurologist or memory clinic. It's always good to check it out. We, you know, really we are very into early detection for a lot of diseases. And um, because sometimes if you catch it early enough, you can make sure you do the things that you wanted to stay really sharp for very long. Um, so people are scared to go get checked out because they don't want to hear what they have. On the other hand, there are a lot of different new things out there, not medicines necessarily because the medicines don't really work, but there's a lot of new research that really points to the fact that if we really do the right things in lifestyle and choice and habits, we can live uh, longer, sharper lives. So, and a lot of times people go to the neurologist and they really come out with they're okay. So they might have something else going on, an infection, sleep apnea, depression. There's so many causes for memory loss besides dementia. So if a doc, if you go to a doctor and you get diagnosed with sleep apnea, and I know this happened to a lot of people that I know, sleep apnea causes memory loss because you're not getting enough oxygen to the brain and you stop breathing and then you're so tired, you can't function during the day. That's so treatable. People get on the CPAP machine and voila, they're not tired. Their cognition gets much better. So there, there are things, depression is another example. Depression and dementia can like overlap. They can look like each other. So you need a good doctor to sift through that, but depression's treatable um, for the most part. So that's the other reason I tell people to get it checked out because if there is something more serious going on, you wanna know what to do about it. And if it's not so serious, then good, then take a deep breath and relax, you know? So yeah, definitely people could be in touch with me if they're not sure, but my checklist is a great place to start. Just, it's, it's like very basic. It's, you know, not a, it's not a test. It's just like, 
a quick checklist. And I just mentioned most of the things on it um, in terms of normal versus abnormal. Thank you. I'll make sure that everybody, the link will be definitely visible right. for people. So yeah. you, you have mentioned dementia, one of the scary words. Yeah. And you said that there is, so is there anything that we can do to prevent dementia? Yeah. So here, you know, I, I follow Dr. Amen a lot, Dr. Daniel Amen. He's a neuropsychiatrist. His, one of his books is sitting here on my desk. It's called the brain warriors way. And I quote him a lot and he's one of the big doctors in the field. I mentioned him before. So, you know, he talks about um, the very, very important role of lifestyle factors. So sleep, I actually just mentioned, um, very important. The other, there's a lot of them, but diet and exercise, socialization. So let's just talk for a second about each of those. Diet, there's brain healthy foods that will, you know, keep us well. And then there are the foods, the junk food, all this process and packaged sugar stuff that is just toxic for our brain. We need to get off of that. It's hard, but we need to. So yes, there's definitely a diet that goes along with a healthy brain. Exercise is like by far the best thing you could be doing for your brain. So if right now you want to do something for your brain, stand up and do 10 jumping jacks. If that's safe for you, if you're fit enough to do jumping jacks, if not march in place, because it creates a protein called BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which makes new brain cells. And we know now that it is possible, it's called neurogenesis and neuroplasticity. We know now today that you can make new brain cells. And by exercising, that's one of the ways to do it. It creates that BDNF neurotrophic factor in your brain that makes new brain cells. And that's what you want. As we age, we lose brain cells, but we want to keep them growing and connected. So connecting um, exercise helps. And then mental stimulation and brain exercises help make those connections and new learning. And I do a whole webinar on this. I have a whole webinar on brain exercises and new learning opportunities. Um, and socialization, you know, COVID has really, really done us in. The seniors have been so isolated and so alone, and it's really, really affected people's cognition. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it with my students and my clients. I do webinars for people all over the world and people raise their hand and say, you know, I'm living alone. I don't go out. And it's really, I'm really feeling it. And it's sad. It's very sad. So socialization is super important. People that stay socially active as they age live longer. So that's the research. It's amazing. So I'm saying a lot of things at once. I want to throw it all out there, but a diet, exercise, brain exercises, socialization, sleep, like I said, preventing some of those other risk factors like obesity, carotid uh, artery, stroke, diabetes. If we can like try to either get rid of that or lower the risk factors for all those other diseases, then we're also lowering the risk factors for the dementia and Alzheimer's and different, different dementias. Um, and, and Dr. Amen says, as, as our weight goes up, our, the size and function of our brain goes down. Again, as our weight goes up, the size and function of our brain goes down. So that's a pretty good reason to lose some weight if we have to, or to exercise more. So yeah, there's so much in our control. You know, we used to think it was all about genetics. We understand today, and I just heard a doctor say this, that only 10% of the cases are genetic, of the dementia cases are genetic. The other 90% he believes can be prevented. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm always scared to quote him, but I'm, I didn't make it up. I'm quoting a neurologist. <laughs> well, that is really cool. I never realized that our weight affected our brain in that I know. fashion. That's, that's yep, kind of, it's all connected. It's kind of scary, you know? I mean, 
Now, for the giant builders who are watching, I believe it's episode three, we actually talked to a weight doctor. So if you haven't seen that episode, please go back and look at that. So how do you help people with their memory and like what kind of results do you get? Great. Okay. Good question. So I do the one-on-one and I can do it on Zoom. Uh, I work with people on Zoom all over the world. It's so amazing. This is the good side of COVID. What COVID has done to us, it has made the world much smaller and I can be in I can be in England and Boca Raton in the same day. And I live in Israel. So um, so I, I work one-on-one with people and I do brain exercises, memory training, memory assessments. I also teach my online courses. So my business is called Memory Matters. I didn't even say that. It's called Memory Matters. And I teach online courses and I have master classes and courses that go through, you know, my courses teach all the techniques to remember names, numbers, lists of items. I also have a membership program, a three-month membership called Remembership, Remembership. Um, and all this is on my website. You can check out all my different programs. And I've been doing webinars for senior groups. So there's lots of senior groups that have gone on Zoom and now some of them are going back live, back to live programming. And, you know, this is really relevant, um, even to younger people, but I happen to love working with seniors. So I say 50 plus, even though people that are 50 do not consider themselves seniors. Um, So I really work with people from 50 to 90. So I've been doing webinars for, you know, organizations and senior groups all over the world. I could do a one time and we talk about, I, I do the four techniques for focus is one of the webinars. Another webinar is all about brain exercises. It's called train your brain. Pretty much what I've been up to. I have a Facebook group called memory matters, tips and tricks for senior, uh, for midlifers and seniors. And I post in there pretty much every day. Sometimes it's a meme about aging. Sometimes it's a question. Sometimes it's a thought. Sometimes it's something I'm offering. Um, I'm actually doing, um, I do free live trainings and Facebook lives and interviews with different doctors and professionals in the field. So a lot of fun stuff going on in my Facebook group. So people are, you know, welcome to join that as well. Well, I would say, yeah, I watched one of your lives in your Facebook group and it was very interesting. It was. Thank you. Okay. Any closing thoughts? My closing thoughts are, you know what? I really want to empower seniors to believe in their memories. You know, often as people get older, they say, oh, I can't remember that I'm too old. And I, I prove to them that they can remember it. I can teach someone in a couple minutes to remember a list of 20 random items with a simple technique, nothing fancy, simple techniques. I can remember, I can teach you to remember 20 random words and people say, I can't do that. And then I do these webinars, you know, with groups and the webinar ends up being an hour, but by the end of the hour, they're like, whoa, I can't believe I just did that. Or names, teach the technique for names. And what we practice it, it takes practice. It doesn't happen right away, but it takes practice. And people are just amazed. They don't believe that they could do it. And that's part of the problem is they're not confident in their memories. So first we have, we, here's the best saying, whether you believe you can, or you believe you can't, you are right. So if you say to me, I can't remember that, then there's no, you're not going to. But when I teach, when you have tools and techniques, you know, that I can teach you, then, you know, you believe that you can do it. So that empowerment, that confidence in believing in yourself is so valuable. Oh, thank you so much. That was a lot of information. And I really (laughs) encourage you giant builders to, you know, we'll have the links below. Just click on the links and make sure that you get on her email list and join her Facebook group. Because I can testify there's a lot a great information there. Um, and definitely I'm going to get my mom to follow you too. <laughs> great. Great. Yeah. I, I love that. 
So, well, thank you very much. We appreciate your time and we'll see you next time, Giant Builders. Thank you so much.